speaking of uh, Lux Interior from the Cramps, I guess here's the lore anyway. Back in the day, um, Lux made a mixtape called uh, Jesus Fuck It's Christmas. And mm-hmm. it's like a Christmas mixtape. Um, mm-hmm. But some people have put that um, playlist, like made it on Spotify. So really? if you're looking for a Christmas playlist to play that isn't terrible and annoying, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would check that out. And I'm just telling you wow. and the listeners, um, it's pretty good. I know mm-hmm. I've I've definitely heard about the cramps and I've been told that I probably should check them out. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're so. they're really cool. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. they are really they don't get enough credit. They seem to come out of nowhere, sort of like the residents. It's like, what's right. the foundation for this? Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I think they're really a cool band. With that being said, I can only handle about three songs in a row. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> citizens of earth welcome to accelerative thrust i am dan and i'm eric and today we're going to talk about some stuff that eric recommended wait oh uh, cool yes so uh speaking of um you know starting there uh you wanted me to start somewhere <laughs> with a couple of things eric oh okay. um yes and i started there with both mm-hmm. things oh snap. so the first thing is I finally got around to listening to Young Marble Giants. Oh, yeah. And I know that you totally recommended them. Mm-hmm. And I realized when I was listening to it that I had heard the album before. I had oh. heard Colossal Youth before. Cool. Um, but I totally was listening to it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've heard this song before. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. Yes, Mad Lib. He oh. sampled it on the Sound Ancestors. Album. Yeah, right. And and sampled and nearly the whole song. <laughs> nearly the whole song. I remember and, talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, you did talk about that. And I'm like, holy crap. Okay, so when I heard that singing on the Mad Lib album when we reviewed it, mm-hmm. I was like, this sounds familiar. It's because I had already heard it. And of course, I'd heard Credit in the Straight World because Hole covered it. We talked about that. Yep. Um. But anyway, uh, wow, yeah, fantastic album. I'm really glad you recommended that. I um, think it's uh, foundational in a way. You know what I mean? It's, like there's certain things that are touchstones. Absolutely. Nothing else really represents that. And you can see where, I don't know how much you're into like beat happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or have you heard much beat happening at all? Just a little, actually. Um, yeah. You can you can see where a band like beat happening or even to a certain extent, like something like mates of state mm-hmm. or like, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of mates of state because yeah. the enemy of the show, Chuck was oh, yeah. obsessed with them. I don't know if he still is. I think I'm sure he still is. Cause I, I, I don't think he gives up on his obsessions too easily. No, he just adds more. He just adds more. Exactly. Um, He's just, just but, pushing his tiny brain to the limits. <laughs> 
Exactly. The enemy of the show <laughs> has a small brain that push he pushes to the limit. There's nothing wrong with this brain. So you can see where a band like Young Marble Giants made it possible for people to be like, we don't need drums. And in fact, mm-hmm. we barely need instruments. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basically like, a bass and a voice. You know, like a bass and a voice. And I mean, there's some synth in it's, it or uh, organ or whatever, but yeah. Well, they also do use like a little like Casio drum, like beatbox yeah. thing. Or and there something. is some guitar, actually. It's just so yeah. angular and slight. Like, and it's just, it's strangely used, you know? It's, it's the most minimalist, perhaps the most minimalist thing I've ever heard. Nice. And it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So. There's another thing um, mm-hmm. that uh, you recommended, and mm-hmm. I'm prob. This is probably even more. I mean, I love the Young Marble Giants, but this is even more substantial. I'm afraid mm-hmm. the Weird Al movie. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> gosh, we're talking about a cinematic masterpiece. You know, I don't disagree with you, and I'm not I mean, just saying that. I'm not just saying that either. This this is the best movie I've seen. Since like <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, sweet. And I'm not shitting you. Like this yeah. is because Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know how that movie hits with you, but Napoleon Dynamite is in my top five favorite movies, hands yeah. down. My favorite movie of all time is Stand by Me. I don't know if I ever said that, but I think we have. Napoleon yeah. Dynamite is easily probably number three to me, because nice. number two would be Forrest Gump for me. But anyway. oh, I thought for sure it was going to be. Secret of the Ooze. Number two. Because <laughs> yeah. it's no, part two, man. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 man. Okay. It's number three, Turtles in oh. Time. <laughs> That's the one, dude. Are you so, kidding me? Turtles three is your number two favorite. <laughs> you know what? Wow. I think it might be my number one now. Uh, but uh, wow. No, um, uh, anyway. Yeah, this Weird Al movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Favorite part. Well, I don't know what my favorite. The whole movie is my favorite part. What a genius idea to make right? a movie about. A, that's a, a God, I don't know if I even want to say it because anybody who hasn't seen this movie needs to go see it. That's all I got to say. Well, I mean, uh, it, it is a parody movie. I mean, it, 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 yes. it's a documentary about a parody artist that's done as a parody. As a, as a parody life. of his life. It's pretty meta, and the laughs are meta. I'll be the judge of when we get too meta. Like, a, it's it causes some oh deep, weird laughter. You know? It really does. <laughs> it's Man, I'll tell you what, though. I am going to go ahead and spoil a couple of parts. I can't help myself. <laughs> the accordion salesman, that whole scene is just like amazing. Yeah. But then also I love the argument that they're having at the dinner table. And he's like, you're going to like, his dad is like getting on him about changing the words to like, a, so that's not the right yeah. words. <laughs> right. I just can't do it justice until, until you actually mm-hmm. see it for yourself. Cause it, yeah. the way I'm explaining it sounds stupid. You know? So let's go ahead, since this is the best of, I don't even know if we've mentioned that yet. This is the best of episode. I think we mentioned mm-hmm. last episode we were going to do that, so people are probably somewhat prepared. But let, I'm just going to go on the record and say best movie of 2022, Weird Al. 
Yeah, I was there any other movies that came out this year? I don't know. I yeah, I, I really don't know. I I don't know. I, <laughs> I seriously, I I I mean, I, I saw the I horror saw... movies that you know sort of bubbled up to the mainstream. Were Barbarian any of them even Smile like and... even anywhere near like this? Halloween and Hellraiser. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. No, no, they weren't mm-hmm. as enjoyable as Weird Al. No, no. But, you know, I have a little rant about that, but maybe I'll save it till later in the episode. So. Okay. Let's, you know what? <laughs> I, I think that would be a perfect segue right there to go yeah. into these records. All right. I mean, you know, Let's we got... It. Come on, everybody. It's record time. Who are we going to... Who's going to start this off? I think you should start this off, Eric. Let's do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What'd you have? Uh, rock. Oh man, I had scissors. <laughs> are you serious? Okay, how many how many times are we going to do this? Okay, that's three out of five. Right, okay. paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors. Oh, I had paper. No, are you serious? Okay, I'm dead uh, serious. Three out of five. Being okay. honest. Okay. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, 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 paper. I had a rock. I'm not even joking. Okay, so does this so I guess so you're starting this? it, bro. <laughs> uh, yep, you won three out of five. You won three out of three. It was amazing. Do you? <laughs> I know I mean, you don't believe me. Are but you I'm, serious? I'm totally serious. I wish I would add my camera on. I okay. Top ten albums of 2022. I'm gonna preface this real quick, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say that there was a lot of great local music, mm-hmm. and I am proud to say that looks like four of my top 10 wow. were either Illinois or Iowa releases That's that we amazing. talked about. Nice all, job. all of them we talked about. All of them we talked about. So uh, the local ones. Mm-hmm. So in at number 10 is one of those. And that is Moody Marlin, the Catalypsis mm. Converter 25 um, on Pokey's Records. This is by far one of the most interesting releases I've heard the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty outsider-ish, which I really liked. I love the fact that it was just separated by two sides that were about 15 minutes long a piece or something like that. And they're really, I don't know if there's titles to the songs or not, but it, it just sounded like a couple of complete pieces of just outsider weirdness and i don't but it's like you know outsider we talked about this in our review a little bit eric Mm -hmm. um calling it just simply outsider music is sort of unfair because there was actually some real talent going on there Mm -hmm. and uh some great songs some great weirdness the weirdness factor is what i really liked about it if you like the resonance if you like i don't know captain beefheart um, I mean, and countless others, Ween, Beck, like early Beck, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this was a great release. Uh, Pokey's Records. It's also I like the fact that it, and I and I like everything that Pokey's Records put up this year, mm-hmm. but this definitely is a standout release on that label. So good yeah. job, Moody Marlin and Pokey's Records. Nice. Um, my list doesn't have locals on it but they were my honorable mentions so i don't know if that 
counts, but definitely Moody Marlin is in my honorable mentions. It, it was amazing. So, yeah, I loved it. Yep. Um, my num. Okay, so here's the deal. My top five records are in order of how much uh, I like them or whatever. My bottom five are not really in order. They're just sort of put together. So um, the one that just happens to be on the bottom of my list is one that was actually suggested by our anti-friend Chuck. I feel embarrassed (laughs) that he told me about something I actually liked. And so, I don't know. I'm just going to have to bring that up to my therapist or something. That's not (laughs) something we're going to explore on the show. I don't want to, I don't want to cry. And I don't, I, I just don't think our listeners need to hear me work through liking a suggestion from Chuck. Anyway, okay, so it's called Vincent Presley. The record is called And the Secret Creeps, Volume 1. Yeah, this is super weird. Um, I think Chuck told me about it. I I think he actually thought I might like it. Um, but it also featured uh, Ronaldo from Ronaldo and the Loaf from Ralph Records. So sort of an association with the residents there a little bit. Uh, he's on one of the tracks. So I think that's why he told me about it. But yeah, it's like, um, it's weird. It's hard synth wave kind of stuff. John Carpenter-esque. Uh, elements of dark wave, no wave, all the waves, all the different waves. Um, there are guests on each of the tracks and they sort of shape the track, you know, which we do see from time to time on some of the albums that we talk about, like if every track has a guest on it, it starts to, you know, slightly conform to what they do a little bit. So there are some pop elements. There's uh, experimental sounds, textures, mostly done on electronics and synths. Um, but yeah, uh, super eclectic, pretty goofy, um, and also just, yeah, there's a lot going on. It, it it's in that sort of goofy music where uh, we um, kind of category, but also done really well. I would say if you like the Residents, Bruce Hack, Tuxedo Moon, I don't know Vincent Presley and the Secret Creeps Volume One. I've already I've written that down. <laughs> I need to check that out. So uh, okay, number nine is yet another local, and that's uh, our last interview. Uh, mm. Jets. Jessica Julinski, mm-hmm. um, otherwise known as Chachka, Chameleon Grievances. I just thought that this was a really interesting listen and an interesting experience. Um, just overall, uh, I like the fact that I can't really fully explain what it is. Um, but then at the same time, I can also think of a lot of references. Like, you know, I, I can think of a lot of things that it reminds me of. But at the same time, it's completely 100% Chachka. And I can see looking more into like her visual style, how this is definitely something that would come out of her. Yeah, it's got elements, parts that definitely sound like uh, maybe like little interludes. Maybe some of it sounds like musical passages. There's some really neat guitar work, like particularly that last track that we talked about. Um, in our review of it a couple episodes back. Mm -hmm. I think some of the stuff we sort of 
that kind of brought up both in our interview and review of it is like, you know, stuff like nurse with wound um, negative land was kind of something that uh, came to mind and quite a bit of other things. Uh, so yeah, if you're kind of into just sort of experimental psychedelic stuff, uh, that's, this was a, a great release and you should check it out for sure. Yeah. So that's my number nine pick. Chachka is great stuff. And uh, yeah, the interview with Jessica, I think, was really fun. So you should listen to that if you haven't. Absolutely. A lot of really great stuff like that we touched upon as far as art, mm -hmm. the sure. art world and the music world. And, yeah. Um, and I pretended to know what Jessica was talking about. Um, absolutely. Some of the times yes. during that. But in reality, her um, deep knowledge of, of uh, the fine arts and graphic arts uh, left me in the dust. I had... Yeah, uh, I was um, I was way out of my uh, depth there. So absolutely, cool. and, and what's interesting? <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Then that's that's just a sample of stuff that we touched upon. So yes, mm -hmm. yeah, check it out for sure. Uh, the next one on my list, um, this one was suggested by my friend Nick, whose birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday, Nick! It's called My My My. But it's not M Y, it's M A I. M A I, M A I, M A I, my, my, my. The record's called <laughs> Remorso, R I M O R S O. Um, this was cool. Uh, he knew what he was doing when he suggested it to me. I meant to get this onto the show the whole year and never, never did. Um, but yeah, it's uh, really atmospheric. It has a lot of like ritualistic sort of um, tribalistic rhythms, um, heavy, heavy synths, very mechanical, sounds a lot like machinery at times. Um, it's formless in a way, yet super rigid in its presentation. Uh, a lot of d different kind of cultural elements. Um, it has sort of a weird folk slash anthropological horror element i know that sounds weird but if you can imagine things like on one end like cannibal holocaust or or, or things like that and on the other end maybe like midsummer or wicker man or something like that so it has those elements and it is kind of creepy it's at least dark um and kind of gothy in its own weird way uh also really dubby and sort of hypnotizing a lot of cool vocal samples uh it reminded me of a couple things uh muslim gaze or muslim gauze i've never actually heard another human say the name of that group so i'm not sure uh maybe a little throbbing gristle a little cabaret voltaire but um maybe a little more um bombastic and rigid than those examples but yeah Super good. My, my, my. I'll have to check that one out. That's another one I'm not familiar with, but that sounds very interesting. Okay, so my number eight pick is the first one on my list that we didn't talk about, like like that pick you were talking about, Eric. Mm -hmm. My, my, my pick. Um, I tried to get this one on the show as well, but it just never happened. Um, this is uh, from a band called City of Caterpillar. And the name of the uh, album is Mystic Sisters. 
and CD of Caterpillar um, were a, and I guess they got back together recently, maybe. Um, I'm not really sure about the history of this band, but uh, they were a kind of a hardcore band, um, but they always had this atmospheric element to them in a weird sort of way, like infused like hardcore with like Godspeed you Black Emperor or something along those lines. And this record, the production is very um, like rigid. It's very um, dense at also. Um, I mean, the vocals are almost like buried in the production. Hmm. At times it's very like Fugazi-ish. Uh, but then what will happen a lot of times compositionally, this band is very interesting because they will kind of do this like long intro. And when I say long intro, I mean, long intro, like they, they will seriously do like this intro where they're kind of like building up for like six, seven minutes. And then all of a sudden blast into like the song and it just changes into like a two minute hardcore song or something. Mm. It's really interesting stuff. And they've always kind of done this. Um, but I'll be honest. Uh, I had a lot of friends who were into this band and I never really got into them. Never really listened to them until this record was recommended to a friend of mine by the name of John Spaulding, uh, who lives in Clinton. He's also a former bandmate with Brian Barr and Eric from a Seath, they used to be in a band together called Parish's Fools way back in the day. So this is how I heard of this release. Um, and uh, I've listened to it probably five times in the past couple of months, hmm. uh, which is a lot for kind of a any new release today, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. It And it's, it just captures me, man. It's It's really good stuff. It's like if you like the best parts of Fugazi, if you like botch even, or something along those lines, or like just that sort of early 2000s era of like hardcore metal fusion. And then also the sort of like, yeah, atmospheric instrumental stuff, like, yeah, a Godspeed, Silver Mountain, Zion, mm -hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. Um, this is the kind of like the perfect fusion of those like both of those elements. So City of Caterpillar, Mystic Sisters, uh, highly recommended. Nice. Um, my next one is one that we talked about previously. Um, it's Exec, E-X-E-K. The record was called Advertise Here. And we already did a long, especially long review of this record mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it caused us some, some discomfort. You know, and we sort of had to work our way through it. So, um, and that's that's real. Now you're gonna feel that if you listen to this record. So anyway, I'm not gonna talk too much about it because, like I said, we already did. But this is really strange, angular, uh, mellow though. Um, you know, all the waves again. No wave, new wave. Uh, elements of dream pop though too. Um, and elements of just chill music too, you know, like current popular chill stuff, like cigarettes after sex, uh, mm -hmm. washed out, things like that. Um, broadcast, psychic TV, 
ESG because there are some fun sort of moments. Um, I hear a little bit of Bell and Sebastian in there. Uh, my wife informed me that that was not accurate, but I, I still sort of hear it in there. <laughs> but yeah, exec advertise here. Here's what's hilarious about that. Mm -hmm. That's my number seven pick. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Exec advertised here. It technically um, is my number seven, but I, I skipped ahead because my next choice has a very similar name. So does anyway, it really? So we both had it as number seven in real life. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, this this record blew me away in so many ways because I still to this day don't know what it is. I I, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what this music is. Like it just it's very like like I mentioned. Um, I'm still trying to dissect it. It's like some sort of mutated form of pop music or something to yeah. me. It's it's really like, okay, you know how like they always, when you hear chefs on like food shows talk about deconstructed dishes they make? Yeah, sure. That's what this is. Only, only in, it's like deconstructed pop music. It's yeah, it's straight. And you hear a lot of bands say that, oh, we're, we're going to deconstruct mu music. You know, they mm. really did it. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't even. And still that first song, the lyrics, mm -hmm. it just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. This, I almost picked this as like my favorite album, but I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, it, it, it just can't quite get there for me, but it is amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, nice. I can't even describe it. Yeah. Fantastic. That's hilarious though, that we picked the same record in the same spot. So yeah, it is really funny. So I guess yeah, yeah. now I'll do my rate, my real number seven, or the so one. That, yeah, this I, is your, this okay. is your, or is it your fake number seven? It's because, my fake number seven. It's my real I was number seven. Yeah, I was gonna say exec <laughs> sounded like your real number seven, but you changed it. It is. Um, so <laughs> my number eight, that is now number seven, is Excess by Automatic. It's cool. It's super fun. Very ultra no wavy like this is just on the edge of being like a revival act i'm saying that it's almost that because it absolutely right. is not that they have taken old forms and made them really exciting and new um yeah it's super punky it's like has its own laziness about it but also super energetic and upbeat um did i say super fun super fun yeah you did um, you did sparse arrangements, super effective, uh, really bass forward, a lot of really big synthesizers too, uh, and just a very cool attitude. Um, but I will say uh, it reminded me a lot of Young Marble Giants, which is cool that uh -huh. you brought that up, but um, uh -huh. uh, in how much they rely on pretty much a drum drum beat it is a real drummer but the drums the bass and the vocals it makes up a huge element of almost every song so but yeah. then these huge synthesizers come in and uh and and change it so a little bit like talking heads mm -hmm. like early early berlin like the metro song in particular yeah. and uh a lot like two-way army like that level of angularity just like severe you know um, but yeah, super fun. Of all the things on my list, 
This is maybe the only one that I would say is fun to listen to. So take mm-hmm. note of that if you want to have fun. I've listened to that whole album. Uh, it yeah. is a fantastic album. This next band, this next release yeah. is actually all over the place right now. They're huge in the metal world. And I'm talking about Ghost. Mm. Uh, number six, the album Impera, Ghost, which we reviewed yeah. um, months ago. Uh, I love this album, man. It's mm-hmm. it's it's addictive. It's catchy. And like the Automatic album, I would say that this is probably the most fun to listen to on my... Well, mm-hmm. mm, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, there's another one that's super fun to listen to. Uh, but I, I would say this... To me, this album is super fun to listen to because, as I mentioned in my review, it's very... Um, kind of just puts me in mind of like sort of that whole sort of satanic panic era of mm-hmm. like heavy metal growing up, you know, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I, I think that's kind of their intent. I, I think they're just really sort of like embracing like the sort of theater of metal, you know, and we yeah. kind of talked about that mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the music's kind of cheesy or whatever, a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but it's fun. It's good. It's very well put together. Mm-hmm. And um from beginning to end, man, I think it's just a hit. And uh, honestly, I don't care how popular it is. I, I think it's fantastic. I know there's a lot of haters of this band for some reason, and I don't understand it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, and yeah, so that's my number six pick, Ghost. And, uh, you know, of course, I just need to put like, you know, a six before the six and then a six oh, after the six. yeah. Yes. Your because, six, you know, six, that, six pick. That that's my metal release. So nice. you know, but yeah, Ghost Impera. Yeah. I loved that yeah. actually. It was super good. So so good, man. It just yeah. well put together, and it's not metal that is really. I don't think it's breaking any any boundaries. It's mm-hmm. you're not hearing anything new that no one's ever not done. You know. Yeah, but in, in fact, you're hearing things that are very reminiscent of old things. But of old things, yeah. It's all. Com- piled into one sort of one sort of package and i think it's really cool i like ghost i mean i've only heard the one record so for me to say i like them maybe yeah. um i don't know inaccurate but i want to listen to the rest of it so and the rest yeah. i mean i think what i've heard of the rest of the albums i think I've, i haven't heard one thing that i dislike about the band nice. i just i think this kind of the sort of funness Mm-hmm. of this sort of stuff is it's something that is kind of missing in metal a lot well you know? that's probably and, why people hate it because it's fun that, exactly like, like one thing that gatekeepers never like is fun music right it doesn't matter if it's heavy metal or punk rock or any of the genres where people feel they have to protect the scene from the norms uh yeah. <laughs> you know like uh having fun will surely get you not a lot of accolades. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to fail, make your music fun. <laughs> make make, make everyone like your music. Right. You know, my uh, 666 pick is also actually kind of fun in its own dark way. Um, mm-hmm. Just as Ghost was fitting for your 666 pick. Sure. Um, Kill Alters is also something oh, fitting for yes. mine. Oh, uh, yes. We reviewed this. 
not that long ago either. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I just have a short memory. And so that's mm-hmm. why more recent reviews made their way on my list. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I love this record. I was, I don't want to say blown away. It's not like I heard things I've never heard before or anything like that, but I was just like really into it. It was really fun to listen to and constructed in such a cool old school sort of way um, that it, it, it was somewhat disarming and made me take notice of it. And I ended up really loving it. But like I said, go back and listen to the full review. Um, The short version is super dense production, pretty much constructed from just samples, drum machine, um, which is somewhat rare these days. Um, Yeah, it has a real heavy, uh, heavy on the effects sort of thing. But yeah, somewhere in that wax tracks, Chicago industrial kind of world, I think this could live pretty easily. Uh, Mm -hmm. The things that reminded me of maybe were like Mimi Barks, Atari Teenage Riot, and uh, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult in a lot of ways. Um, But yeah, Kill Alters, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's fantastic record. And I, I actually have all their other releases queued up on my Spotify, but I haven't gotten around to listening to it because nice. I really, really like this record a mm-hmm. lot. It was fantastic. All right, so my number five. This is another release that I didn't get to, but is just incredible, um, in my opinion. This is coming from the hip-hop world. Believe it or not, I do talk a lot about hip-hop on the show. Mm-hmm. I probably listen to less hip-hop in 2022 than any other year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um there just has not been a lot of new releases that have really just captured me so much, but this is definitely one of them. And I just, for, for whatever reason, it's kind of a mystery, but I just never got it to the show, but maybe, maybe sometime in 2023, it'll be on the show. And this is uh, from a rapper by the name of Billy Woods. And the name of the album is Atheops. And uh, it is incredible. It's just this very well put together, hardcore. Well, I no, not hardcore. It's not hardcore. It's, but it is very abrasive sounding beats, but also it has this sort of experimental laid back jazz quality to it as well. It's, it's sort of somewhere between the griminess of like, I don't know, Wu-Tang and early, like sort of early Aesop rock beats or something like sort of that bazooka tooth record that we reviewed a while mm-hmm. back, like a long time ago. But there's also like this very like sort of almost jazziness to it. This, sort of brooding dark jazziness to it like musically and just lyrically it's it's just unbelievable and also the sound of his voice he's got a very vibrant tone to his voice and that's kind of what i look for in mcs we've talked about this i'm not necessarily a huge fan of mcs that i can't really understand or that doesn't articulate what they're saying very well. And it, yeah. sometimes I like that. It, it works, but I really like to hear the MC. 
And Billy Woods is just that. Like he's he's that rapper for me in 2022. This this record is unbelievable. And I'm pretty sure, just a spoiler alert, Eric, I'm pretty sure I am gonna probably pick this as one of my picks cool. sometime in 2023, because I believe you need to hear this. Nice. So yeah. Um I, I actually think you would listened really to enjoy it. Uh a long, long time ago, I listened to a record called History Will Absolve Me by Billy Woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I really Billy enjoyed Woods. it. Yep. yep. Um, but I never pursued yeah. anything after that. So I I would say this is um yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I love it. It's it's cool. on a label too that uh the Backwoods Studios and they're for me, they're kind of putting out the best hip hop right now. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Quelly Chris is is uh is on on it too who of course we reviewed death fame Mm -hmm. and um they're all kind of linked together like quelly chris and some of these other rappers and stuff who actually i'll if we do do a um our uh honorable mentions i have a few of Mm -hmm. them in my honorable mentions as well so cool all right billy woods athiopes up yeah my next pick may have elements of that in there too um it's not mm-hmm. hip hop necessarily, um, but it's the Soul Glow record from this year. Diaspora Problems. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that. Um, so we reviewed the Soul Glow record before this, and I think we were both pretty blown away by it. Um, and mm-hmm. this one follows that up amazingly. I think um I think there might even be a little bit more of a hip hop element to it. Um, they at least don't try to bury it or hide it under other elements like hardcore and noise. Like sometimes pure hip hop makes its way through, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, if you know Soul Glow, you know what they sound like. It's um, really pretty wild hardcore, like 80s era hardcore almost. Really wild elements of hip-hop the vocals are just outrageously intense it always feels like the music the whole thing is on the edge of collapse like it's just going to fall apart because it's just it's so earnest and intense that there's no way they can keep that energy up but they do uh it makes it feel really urgent and real and I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a really cool record. Um, uh, yeah, as far as things to compare it to, I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff, but Bad Brains for sure. Um, Saul Williams, uh, Show Me the Body in some ways, at least the hardcore elements of it. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear a perfectly irate combination of hardcore and hip hop, I would say this Soul Glow record does it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it is fantastic. Um, I would also throw in like comparisons to like Third Face to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it just yeah, it's very intense and there is definitely more of a I feel like a hip hop element to it. Well, after the record that we reviewed, mm-hmm. they put out a mixtape series like mm. sort of thing, like Volume One and Two, and uh, that definitely had more of a hip hop element to it for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of explored that a little bit more. Cool. Uh, but yeah, um, Soul Glow, fantastic release. Yeah. Uh, number four is uh, another Iowa City 
release and that is from penny peach and that's the mm-hmm. ego party i just love this record and the more and more i hear it the more i like it um just really good like rock music um sometimes but then there's also just this really gorgeous element to it i think that there's a lot of experimentation that goes on here but it's the songs are just really well put together some of the best that i've heard in this area like to be honest just presentation delivery everything about it's just great and i don't know i i don't really have much more to say about it uh yeah listen to our to our review if you want to hear more of a description i I would say like loosely i mean it's hard to really compare her compare penny peach to like you know anything solidly but i don't know sometimes i hear a little bit of like i don't know white stripes sometimes i hear a little bit of like bikini kill kind of going on a little bit or something Mm -hmm. like that but it's there's a lot of stuff you know going on here and it's Mm -hmm. just a great release and i'm just i'm glad that there was so much interesting music coming from iowa this year for sure yeah uh i would say that the penny peach review that we did that is my most excited review probably of the year i don't i can't even explain how excited i was about that record and it 100 is my number one honorable mention of the year honestly the only reason it didn't make my top 10 is uh this is going to sound terrible, but because it's local, like, and I just, for whatever reason, saw that as a separate list. And I, I realize now I, I shouldn't have done that, but yeah, Penny Peach is phenomenal. It stands shoulder to shoulder with anything else on my list. So. Yeah, definitely. Period. Like it's yep. uh, fantastic. So good. So good. Yeah. So my number four is by an artist named Rashika Nair or Nair. Um, uh, the record's called Heaven Comes Crashing. Uh, the reason I heard about this is that um, Chris Wersima brought them here to perform. Um, I don't know what was going on with me, but I didn't make it to many of those um, performances during the uh, Feed Me Weird Things feast. I wish I would have. Uh, I did get to see Godspeed, but I didn't get to see Mosma Dream World, which was uh, I really wanted to see, and then also Rashika Nair. Yeah, this record's really cinematic. It's kind of like long-form electronic pieces, but not really. There's like grand movements. It has uh, like an arc to each song that can teeter between, I mean, like real symphonic, I don't know, orchestral music to sparse electronics. It utilizes strong rhythms, whether they be sort of purposefully electronic sounding or just, you know, uh, maybe real drums at times. Uh, There's actually a lot of really cool guitar work on there as well, which doesn't seem like it would fit into that setting. Uh, But yeah, it takes you through some really cool environments because of what it is and how it moves and the fact that there's a lot of guitar. It mostly reminds me of like um, post-rock stuff like Godspeed You Black Emperor, but in a really different way because there is a lot of electronics present. So maybe a bit like Terry Riley or Pole Pole View or something like that. But yeah, really cinematic and just really pretty, but also really, uh, really cool and, and immersive. So yeah, Rashika Nair. 
that's cool. That sounds uh, very interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. So my number three pick, uh, I mean, this is this is definitely the one that I would say is the most fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, hands down, the most commercial of everything, probably that we've ever reviewed on the podcast. <laughs> I, we've kind of talked about this, mm-hmm. and that is the Interrupters in the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. This is such a good record to me. Um, it's definitely very, very produced, extremely produced, but the songs are just undeniable. And from beginning to end, just I think every song is a banger. I think there's also some willingness to do some things that go outside of their comfort zone a little bit. Um, I've explored some of the other interrupters releases since listening to this one. And I, I can say that uh, they definitely, I think, did some stuff on this record that they had never done before. But with that being said, it's a record that I think was written and produced with the intent of, um, you know, just making like a good pop songs. But yeah, it's definitely at at its core, and, and we mentioned this, is a ska record. But mm-hmm. again, I, I stand by, I, I don't think, that it's just a skull record. I think it's much more mm-hmm. than that. I think there's a lot of other elements going on. There's definitely elements of new wave, two tone ska kind of going on, which by the way, um, did you hear that the singer of the specials passed away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Terry so Hall. Rest, yep. Yeah. Rest in peace to Terry Hall. Yeah. And I kind of say that because some of the music on this reminded me of the specials mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> and the interrupters, I think would probably be the first people to tell you that they are, are heavily inspired by the, the specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, I mean, they're on Tim Armstrong's label. So come on, you know, but yeah. um, really, really just good stuff. I mean, the, the just excellent choruses, excellent songs, mm-hmm. excellent hooks. And, um, yeah, Amy Interrupter's voice, I think, is, it's, like I said, to me, it sounds a lot like Courtney Love if she was sort of fronting a ska band, and I think it works perfectly. I think that they, they're they in their zone, and I just, man, kudos to the Interrupters. I think that they, and, and normally I don't, this isn't necessarily the type of music that I step into and that, that I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to this, but the interrupters are definitely an exception when it comes to that, you know, cause I'm not a huge ska fan, mm-hmm. you know, but I do like a few ska bands that stand out. The interrupters, they're definitely one of those exceptions. I, I, I love this album. Nice. So yeah, yeah, my number three pick. I enjoyed that one too. It was good. Um, my number three pick is not very fun at all. In fact, <laughs> I don't know if there's one moment of fun on the whole thing. So (laughs) uh, the album is uh, by an artist named Backwash or Back X Wash. We reviewed an album by them Mm -hmm. uh, last year, year before, I don't know, sometime back. This record is called His Happiness Shall Come First, Even Though We Are Suffering. And uh, I'm just blown away by this record. it is maybe one of the most intense things I've ever heard, honestly. It never slows down. It never stops. And Okay, so it's just very heavy hip-hop at its core, 
it might venture into aggressive moments and things like that, but I don't think they're trying to accomplish or try to present it as something different than that. It's just very heavy, slow, brooding. Yeah, it never really stops. Like I said, it just keeps building. Every track gets more intense as it goes on and it, it almost to a point that you can't even handle what you're hearing anymore. It, it, you can hear the real anger real frustration tons of uh vocal samples from movies or just found sources that help sort of define what the anger is pointed at it's sort of like a from the trenches commentary on race gender class religion you know just a lot of things covered uh, in a really brooding heavy way uh reminded me sort of uh, of death grips in certain ways clipping uh ganja sufi which we've reviewed on here but then as far as like the the brooding nature of the whole thing the lingua ignata and maybe a little like conate in there as well so you get where i'm going it's it's pretty dark mm -hmm. stuff but also really empowering and really in its own way kind of pumps you up it's weird uh but yeah it's a great record so backwash is happiness wow. shall um, come first even though we are suffering that's that's a powerful statement actually um yeah the uh i'm gonna need to revisit the backwash i'll be i'll be honest i remember the name mm -hmm. but I don't remember much about the actual album, but I do remember it being really intense mm -hmm. and really interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's ringing some bells now, but I'm going to have to revisit and I'm going to have to check this album cool. out as well. Yeah. Um, but I definitely remember you mentioned the Ganja Sufi. Mm -hmm. You remember you mentioned clipping and you remember and you mentioned Lingua and Gata. I totally remember those. And I seem to remember that backwash kind of conjured up a little bit of similar sort of, you know, darkness, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. In a, in a different way. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to revisit backwash. That's nice. uh, yeah. Pretty uh, sounds like a pretty intense. That's an intense mm -hmm. title. I really like that title actually. Yeah. So number two is uh, from Tom Caruana and it is the strange planet soundtrack mm -hmm. uh which i don't know if it's actually i never really found out if strange planet is a, an actual movie or if it's just kind of supposed to be like a soundtrack to a um like a movie that's not coming out or something mm -hmm. i'm not really sure in any situation such a great record i kind of i want to say that very recently i said on the podcast that i haven't really listened to it much lately and so that prompted me to listen to it again mm -hmm. it's amazing it's just like honestly like from beginning to end it's this is just everything that i like to hear in like hip-hop production and it's it's very cinematic in parts it's got a vision from beginning to end clearly it's it's done by a dj that definitely knows what he's doing and knows what he's you can tell he's got an ear for what he's looking for but just the beat selection with the uh, the rappers that he chooses over the beats. I've discovered quite a few rappers from listening to this album, mm -hmm. like King Cashmere comes 
right off the bat. I've I've dug into his catalog and he's fantastic. There's a lot of British rappers on here. And yeah, I just I think it's a well put together, well orchestrated record. Yeah. That was a cool <clears throat> record. And I liked it a lot too. I do need to go back and listen to it again though. So yeah. yeah. And it also I think I think we both mentioned uh just really quickly, we both mentioned mm -hmm. in our review of it that it kind of transported us back to a time of underground rap like it kind of mm -hmm. reminded us of like a certain time period like the early 2000s where mm -hmm. this kind of thing was very common but it was yeah. a very like updated version of that kind of record mm -hmm. you know so for sure good stuff um my number two um would be number one if it wasn't for my number one <laughs> i guess that's how number two works right um that's no, how I, it is yeah i really loved it uh so yeah this is the original music or the score from the movie smile which is a oh, okay. modern horror movie that um sort of bubbled up to the surface you know which i would say there's usually about four four to five horror movies that kind of make their way into the mainstream every year and i usually try to watch those because i kind of want to know what the main representations are in horror right now. So mm -hmm. anyway, that isn't what drove me to listen to this, though. I was watching a show called White Lotus, and it, sure. it's a really good show. And the opening theme to the second season, I'm not actually sure if it's the same on the first season or not, it actually um, reminded me a lot of uh, Holly Herdnod, if you've ever listened to her music. But it was really cool. So I looked into it. Um, and it said it was by this artist, Cristobal Tapia de Vere. Um, mm -hmm. And I also saw that they had done this score for Smile, which I hadn't seen at that point. So I, I said I was going to save a rant for now, and I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, my rant is I like the score so much more than the movie. So if you saw the movie mm -hmm. and you didn't really like it, don't take it out on the score. Um, I feel like <laughs> horror is in this place right now where uh it's really trauma based mm -hmm. you know we went through a period where it was like torture based we went through a more supernatural period with you know that's sort of an aside it was running congruent with the torture porn stuff but more of a supernatural conjuring universe kind of stuff a lot of exorcism movies for a while uh but now i think we're into this trauma uh horror and I don't know if that's a real thing or just something I'm making up right now, but everything seems to be really traumatic. It's, I, I don't know, a lot of pain and suffering and and bad relationships and drug abuse and crying, a lot of that stuff, you know, in horror right now. So anyway, that's my aside. But uh, Smile, the movie fits very squarely in that, if not maybe the best representation of that. But beside all that, uh, the score for Smile is phenomenal. Um, I was truly blown away from the first track. I was like, this can't really be what this sounds like. Again, I've not seen the movie at this point. Um, and I couldn't imagine how this could be in a movie because it's comprised a lot of like vocal sounding samples. They may not be vocals, but they sound like, talking or singing or humming and it's a really weird element for 
a score in a in a movie like it's all when you see it in the movie it's almost distracting you're like is someone talking like it's really weird but whatever let's not worry about the movie the score very dark very strange atmospheric all that stuff immersive you would you know assume that a score would have but it's kind of legitimately scary too like i said there's a lot of vocal elements to it and when you're in sort of an immersive piece and all of a sudden there's a vocal a quiet vocal element sort of in the background and off to the side or whatever it's very easy to get legitimately scared by that like you, 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 with headphones on you're like is someone next to me is someone behind me and it really exploits that a lot um and it is distracting and confusing very disorienting but because of that it's almost like shocking how unnerving it is um yeah but i don't think it's like uh cheap you know like a lot of things that shock you with sound come off as sort of cheap you know and this doesn't really do that um anyway i just if you're into that kind of stuff at all this is just amazing i would say reminded me of elements of coil especially uh having the sounds come in far away and and panned into weird places and things like that uh stockhausen Leggetti, those are sort of like more uh new music or classical elements uh Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, um, like their Gone Girl score, and an older group called Tear Garden. Uh, they have some stuff that sounds like this too. But yeah, it's uh, very cool. The Smile original music by Cristobal Tapia de Vir. That sounds like something I should uh, definitely pursue. Um, I, I I just kept thinking, uh, I was hoping that you were going to say, there's no crying in horror. <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> that's how it you should know, like, be you scream or you fight back one right. or two yeah fight or flight <laughs> not cry yeah <laughs> yeah fight or flight not cry good point. um absolutely uh but um okay so my number one pick is not surprising at all it's a it's another release that we didn't i never presented to the show but that's because it's from an artist that is one of my favorite artists of all time, my favorite bands of all time, mm. from one of my favorite songwriters of all time. Whoa. And we've already reviewed one of their albums, so it would be pointless for me to um, talk about uh, or for me to recommend a, uh, the, their new album, I think, because at this point, I think everybody who likes this band already knows exactly what they sound like and what to expect from them. But it doesn't make this record any less amazing to me. And that is the new Built to Spill record that came mm. out this year. Uh, when the Wind Forgets Your Name. Uh, this band, to me, is <clears throat> very few bands. Um, I can honestly say has never put out a disappointing record to me. Mm -hmm. um, and Built to Spill somehow... Um, year after year that they put out a record and i shouldn't say year after year because they're kind of to the point now where they uh kind of put out records whenever they want so mm -hmm. i mean the last proper record they put out was actually 2015 and that was untethered moon uh but they did put out a daniel johnston covers album in 2019 i believe um so they're 
this is their first album of all original material since 2015 mm. you know but i mean they're they're to that point in their career that you know i think doug marsh just kind of he's just sort of i'm just going to put out music whenever i want to i don't think he's contractually obligated by major labels anymore in fact i know he's not because uh they're this new record came out on sub pop so i think his major label record deal days are over so i think you know i think it happens to artists who age uh mm -hmm. but um doug marsh just happens to be in the camp in my opinion uh where his music ages just like fine wine i mean i just there's nothing really new about this record that i mean i i do think built to spill records they all sound different from one another for sure mm -hmm. the record that we reviewed which i remember was um there's nothing wrong with love sounds mm -hmm. incredibly different from like keep it like a secret and mm -hmm. in keep it like a secret sounds incredibly different from you in reverse and then you in reverse sounds incredibly different from this record you know and then the, all the records that are in between those records you know but there's still a built to spill sound. You, you're going to hear Doug Marsh's voice. You're going to hear his songwriting. You're going to hear his quirky guitar playing and just amazing lyrics. And that's all, that's all here. It's there's, you know, and so when I say that, like, he's not doing anything new, I don't, I, sometimes that's just not a bad thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's a fantastic thing. Like built to spill just don't need to do anything else than what they do. And, and I, yeah. in a lot of ways, like, I think that's great because I, I think that means that they're being honest. I, and when I say they, I really do mean Doug Marsh because Doug Marsh is yeah. like, this is a road built to spill is a rotating band, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like Josh Homme with Queens of the Stone Age. There's a different lineup with every single record. Mm -hmm. And so really built to spill is kind of a solo project or a collab, more like a collaboration project. But then as soon as they go out on the road, they then become the band, you know, sort mm -hmm. of thing. The one thing that I really like about this record is that it was the first time. And of course, I think it had to do with COVID. Or at least this is what I under, well, I, I shouldn't say I think it had to do with COVID because everything had to do with COVID in 2020, you know. Mm -hmm. but I believe he recorded this mostly in his home studio hmm. so that's kind of the first time that that's ever happened with the built to spill record in any situation it's an incredible record for me um mm -hmm. built to spills not a band that everybody is into as much as i am and that's fine but they're one of my favorite bands and every year that they put out a new record it's probably going to be my favorite album of the year. <laughs> so if you like built to spill and i don't i i I don't know if you've explored Built to Spill beyond. No, I mean, not really. Okay, I, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't sure if you ever did, Eric. But um, this is. Um, I mean, the the one thing that I think is great about this record too is that, in from my perspective, this would not be a record that I would be opposed to introducing somebody with. You know, because a lot of times. You don't want to introduce somebody to like newer records by bands. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. But this is this is both kind of I feel like 
something new from mm-hmm. built to spill, but also it's kind of, um, I don't know, like, like it's not too far enough from what, what they've done in the past that you can't, you can actually say, okay, if somebody here, if this is the first built to spill record that somebody hears in 2022 mm-hmm. ever, then it wouldn't be a bad place to start. You're getting good old built to spill here and there's nothing wrong with that. Nice. So, yeah. All right. So my number one, I'm going to try to keep this contained a little bit. My excitement for this, though, really pushes the boundaries of kind of decency. <laughs> I really okay. I really love it. Um, it's uh, Perfume Genius. Uh, the record is Ugly Season. I remember back in mm. um, oh, last year, we uh, talked about Perfume Genius's record, uh, set my heart on fire immediately yes, which i did. also went off on like infinitely uh the only reason it wasn't my top pick of that year was i didn't hear it till the next year um but uh perfume genius has a new record it's called ugly season um i don't know like i said i'm gonna try to keep keep it together here but uh it's just gorgeous <laughs> it, i mean it is just gorgeous um amazing songs amazing performances arrangements the instrumentation moves through genres and moods just so effortlessly that it 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 honestly feels like they're channeling this music uh, to me i don't know it goes from like um disney-esque orchestral moments like john bryan uh who did that extraordinary machine feeling a apple record uh yeah yeah yeah. quite a few years ago but so it has that sort of element every once in a while it has deep dub elements it has electronic pop music it has really beautiful piano moments that sort of reminded me of like moondog or something it's really tense and heartfelt but that tension is relieved um it's really pensive at times uh and then just gives way and opens up to these really beautiful moments it's really pure perfume genius has one of the most beautiful voices i have ever heard in my life like to the level that it can like take your breath away like i'm almost getting choked up talking about it um (laughs) but for real i feel honored to be able to to hear this music And, and can't really say any more than that about it like i feel lucky to hear it so um anyway uh yeah my first thing that i would compare this to maybe isn't about the sound of it um but more the presentation and the command of um the media um anyone who knows me knows that i hold brian eno in almost a um I don't know, deity level. Uh, mm-hmm. And Perfume Genius is the only person right now that I would compare, like legit compare to Brian Eno. Not sounds like Brian Eno, but on the same level. Um, other elements might be like John Cale to an extent, uh, the Chromatics, uh, Jenny Haval, uh, Juju in sort of how tender it can be. Uh, Anthony and the Johnsons as far as the voice to an extent 
But like I said, I, I honestly can't. This is everything I like about music um, presented basically in one album. And it's it's truly amazing. So I think that if you've ever trusted me and my opinion on anything, you should check this record out. Sure. Yeah, yeah I uh, really like that Perfume <laughs> Genius album mm-hmm. that we reviewed. Um, yeah. That was it was so good such a listening experience so i didn't even know that there was a new album that came out this mm-hmm. year um yeah. from them so or is it is it just one guy it is yeah okay um, yeah um great stuff yeah for sure so i'm i'm gonna have to check this out for sure so there was a lot of great music out this year yeah uh yeah and we only we covered a, a, very little of it <laughs> yeah we did very little you know? um and even with do, do you want to just mention some honorable mentions? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and even with our honorable mentions, there's still a ton of music out there that I'm sure has been undiscovered by us. Uh, do you want to go first with your honorable mentions, Eric? Or do you, uh, you can go, go first. Or does it... I need to take okay. a moment and collect myself after that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So my first honorable mentions is one of your picks, Kill Alters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it, it was just mutant disco industrial or something. I don't even know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> so good. I, I almost have the same problem that I do with like exec, you know, mm-hmm. only it's, it's in a much different way. Cause exec, I really can't describe. God, I was blown away by that exec record. <laughs> um, next up is the Glur GP. Another. Oh, yeah from another nice. interview that we had uh andrew stewart klein uh that was that that was another something else man that, a lot of weird psychedelic stuff mm-hmm. going on there but i don't know man i'm gonna have to explore glurge again because it was so good so good quelly chris death fame i i mentioned how he was a guest on the billy woods album but that mm-hmm. album is also very good and experimental and weird and kind of all over the place and production wise is just almost psychotic at times <laughs> like just for a for a rap record like i don't know man like, uh, like yeah i remember you saying that uh parts of it reminded of reminded you of like soul coughing like almost like mm-hmm. the mechanical aspect of soul coughing like Cause when you listen to like something like, I don't know, off of Ruby Vroom, it almost is the sound of like a factory or something like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just, you know, in your head. And that's, that's kind of how this was at times, just really crazy and kind of went all over, all over the place. Really good stuff. Everything on Pokey's records. I just liked everything from the PSYOP to super freak to um, uh, Away Rots Man, to Animals on LSD, to, ah, man, I know I'm forgetting at least a couple of releases. Anyway, everything on Pokey's Records was fantastic. So I'll just go to Mm pokeysrecords.bandcamp.com. Spell P-O-K-E-Y-S, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shake Them Bones, that's another Iowa release into the night. Um, Fantastic. Billy Woods put out another album called Church. 
just as good as Athiopes, only I would say not nearly. It, it's just almost kind of not there, you know, like it, just one percent, not even one percent. It's it's 05 percent less than Athiopes. Still there, uh, still amazing, still amazing. Um, Earl Sweatshirt put out a record called Sick, which is fantastic, and he's increasingly kind of going in a direction of like the backwoods studio experimental type stuff. And Earl's been one of my favorite MCs. I remember we reviewed some rap songs. Uh, what was that? Was in 2021, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Another rapper that's on um, Backwood Studio by the name of Elucid. He put out a really interesting record called I Told Bessie. That's a really good one. Uh, just some more of this sort of like um, experimental beat baking with some really interesting rhymes. The Soul Glow album, uh, Diaspora Problems. Hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Raheem Supreme, Doggone Series. Mm -hmm. Uh, We reviewed this. I really liked this record. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Melvins record, Bad Mood Rising. This Mm. is one of the weirdest Melvins records in a long time. Mm. It's six tracks, and the first track is 14 minutes long. It's it's really good. And then the band Cave-In, they put out a record called Heavy Pendulum. Mm -hmm. Fantastic stuff. I know that there's other things that I'm missing, but that's pretty much my list of um, honorable mentions. How about you, Eric? Well, yeah, my honorable mentions are, you know, just a mix of things. Some of them are that I just didn't have time to fully get into enough to call them my favorite, you know, even though what I've heard, I really like a lot. Some of them that I also had that you had, I had Shake Them Bones, and I already mentioned Penny Peach, Moody Marlin. The new Glass Ox, Winds of Violence, is phenomenal. Oh, I forgot about that. We should probably talk about that on a future episode. Uh, The new Show Me the Body, I really enjoyed. I just didn't get to spend enough time with it to really, in good conscience, put it on my list, you know? Mm -hmm. Hellfire by Black Midi. Um, was suggested to me um, by my nephew Owen, and it's phenomenal. I've liked it's Black Midi for a long time. I don't yep. think we've covered that them, have we? We we never have, but actually right. that record almost made it on my top ten. Yeah, we we should and cover I, it. I can't believe that I forgot to mention that in my honorable yeah. mention. There's a record. It's by an artist called named Ven. Guir, Van Guir, I don't know how to say it. V-E-N-G-E-U-R. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the record is called Parfa et Parflames. I don't I'm, I don't speak French. It's sorry. That, that, that's terrible, but you can find it probably based on just what I said. Um, it's really almost like dungeon synth. Uh but with a really sort of more like uh, symphonic black metal element to it, even though it is purely instrumental. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of fun. Um, the new Duster record, or this year's Duster record, it's called Together. Um, it's really good. And Gadzooks Volume 2 by Caleb Landry-Jones is uh, really good. 
as well. Um, maybe just a little too Beatlesy for me at times, which is why it didn't make my list. Yeah, and those so are my honorable mentions. We did have a couple of people respond um, to us asking, "What are your favorite records?" But only a couple. But I'm going to mention them anyway. Um, Ian Kohler said, uh, "Knobs" by Stipple is a, a good record. I haven't listened huh. to it yet. Uh, Zach Newman said, uh, "The Inevitable Fork Volume One by Melted Bodies. Uh, huh. It's actually really good." Uh, I listened to that one. And then Owen, who I mentioned earlier, uh, one of his things he sent me was by a group called Blade E. So the word blade with an E at the end. And Echo 2K. Mm-hmm. The record is called Crest. It's really cool. It's like um, hip hop, but like really chill and takes a lot of fun, almost hyper pop risks but not to that extent of like excitement just more of the how it's constructed so that's a couple uh ones that listeners expressed that they liked too so cool yeah pretty fun we have given you hurt near 30 records probably if not more that you should check out yeah um i do think we'll probably be going into more detailed um reviews of some of these as Upcoming yeah, we episodes. got some. Uh, yeah, we got some uh, other, uh, some new, some new stuff coming on the podcast. I think, and that's yeah. going to be, um, that's exciting. That's exciting. So yeah, um, we. This is the, the first, first episode since we officially surpassed ten thousand downloads. Yes. So that's pretty sick. I think. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for yeah. uh, supporting us and listening. Everyone who has downloaded an episode um that's amazing i yeah when i started this i didn't never guess that it would what are we this is like what now 87. episode 85 87 87 wow yep. that is the year that look what yeah. the cat dragged in came out oh um, one of the so, best albums ever um it, but yeah it yeah yeah thanks for listening and if you have friends and they're like Man, I just know I don't know where to find new music, and because I'm old and stuff, just tell them to listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like why we're here, I think. You know, yeah, like, to help you find cool new music. We're old and stuff too. Happy New Year, also. Happy yeah. New Year. Have a good holidays and New Year's, and yeah, I guess that's about it. That's about it. Peace out, 2022. Peace out 2022. Wouldn't want to be you. you sometime. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be you. And we'll definitely see you sometime next year. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.